here's the thing. So, uh, okay, we know that an octopus can go from being in like a tank in a lab and find its way out into the outside world and then into some drain and into the water again. We know they can do that. They have a memory. They remember which way they came in, all that kind of shit, right? So if we know that they can escape in the most dire of situations and they can outthink even us who think we've got them trapped in there, that means here we are on planet Earth. Earth is dying. We need to find a way out. Just follow and do whatever they do because they're going to know how to get out. They're going to help us. Dear I, I feel God. Like, I feel like. I feel like they're not going to help us. I feel like they're going to not let us uh, join in and and spoil their their new next deal. I don't know. I think if we don't let them know that we're following, <laughs> they're just going to leave. Stay two cars behind, and they won't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your spycraft is impeccable. <laughs> yeah, I learned from all the '80s movies. <laughs> Welcome to AD Double Back for Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. We've just been opining on mm. the future of humanity, of uh, cephalopod existence, and um, why uh, Teresa is a traitor to her race. Mm. Yeah. Oh, please. And, and She'll sell us out in a minute. Octopus. Yeah. I think they have it. I, I think they have it all figured out, man. <laughs> they got it all That's why they got to go. No. <laughs> I mean, you have to find I, I, their kingdom underground. You know, we've barely searched the oceans. What if there's this huge octopus somewhere and there's this huge octopus kingdom? No, I mean, if they have a kingdom and not a <laughs> democracy, that's just one more point against them. <laughs> I mean, well, there's I'm... nothing wrong with kingdoms necessarily. Depends oh, on the king. There's everything wrong. Depends on the king. Led to understand that there is an octopus garden, but I don't know uh -huh. about a kingdom. <laughs> I'm sure if there's an octopus kingdom, there would be an octopus garden, and it would be a royal garden. If there were an octopus kingdom, would it have an octopus AEW? <gasps> Ooh, mm. you know, those arm bars would be crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> My goodness. That's right. You guys, wrestling is the thing we really want to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. But there is it? no bone crunching action if it was yeah. Octopi. They have no bones to crunch. True. It would all, there'd be a lot of slapping, though. <laughs> a lot of slap, slapping on the thighs. I feel like every match would suck. I wonder if oh, you're, ha ha. Would sucker. Ha ha. Okay. Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Hangman. That's how we started the night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love Red Dragon. Every time um, I see them, I just love them more and more. Uh, I love them. Apparently, there is a uh, WWE referee who uh, uh, quit because he didn't like um, the idea of NXT being really inclusive. And then he went on to like be a QAnon guy and is running for s some state senate in some god awful southern. Um, 
and a bunch of WWE wrestlers um, donated to his campaign. Bobby Fish is one of them. And I don't feel real great what? about that. I still love Bobby Fish, <laughs> but I'm concerned about his political um, views. And if if I hear more craziness, then I may have to stop he, being a fan. What if, what if he's pro-octopus? What if he's on their side? Then he's done. He's done. He's dead to me. Anyone oh who's pro octopus, Teresa is Please. dead to me. Oh. <laughs> um. All right, that's a very tricky thing. Okay, I'm gonna pretend like I never heard that. Pretend no, please. <laughs> I'll let you know if it gets worse. But as it is now, like I said, still a fan. I love that, yeah. but uh, he wouldn't be the first person that I've had to compartmentalize at least a little bit about. Okay, <laughs> man, I could go on, Jericho. good point uh so love red dragon this was fun i mean adam cole we just saw hangman the adam versus adam so like i wasn't necessarily pumped to see those two against each other but i love adam cole and red dragon so um it makes it more fun to watch even if it is kind of similar, the um, atom uh, the atom proportion is heavily diluted in this yeah. match. Yeah, uh, the triple moon salt. Oh my god! Jungle Express <laughs> and Hangman onto the other three. Damn, dude. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> How the fuck do people get that kind of stuff timed and executed correctly? You know, when when three people do a moonsault at once, that's how we get a moonfall. They should be more careful than that. <laughs> Are you referring right to the movie to that other. I don't know anything about? I mean, you know everything that there is to know about it. I mean, if I... Oh, it, does that actually happen in the movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's a moonsault in the movie, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> um... There was some, there's this really funny moment where O'Reilly and Fish were going back and forth, hitting Jungle Boy in the corner. And at one point, they're going back and forth and back and forth. And O'Reilly goes, My turn, my turn. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so funny. There's a lot of, it was a very fast ending with lots of cool stuff. Um, There was a double doomsday which looked like they were playing chicken on the shoulders of Hangman and the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I, 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 that was really what I wanted to it have was, happen there. It was, a, <laughs> frankly, a little disappointing that that's not what happened. Yeah, it looked a little weird because, like, you have to believe these guys are so out of it. They don't realize that not only are they up on these guys' shoulders – but that they're still defenseless and they have no idea Jungle Boy is holding their hand, <laughs> walking on the ropes and coming like at to, them. Wow. I'd like to Are see you, get, you getting all Jim Cornette on us. No. Um, demand I've, realism from your. Look, I've always had an issue. Like, remember when um, uh, Murderhawk did that and it just took so long oh, right, and right. was so yeah. awkward. And it was like, yeah. I can't. That's what this looked like. Um, you know, okay, it was a that. very different move. But and so with that, it's just kind of neat simply because oh, I haven't seen that before. But yeah. not saying it was elegantly done. Um, and it just took 
too long for it to really like flow believably, right? Everybody has their threshold for like what is, you know, what takes you out of the match. Yeah. Uh, and it's different stuff. So like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying I, I hate yeah, it or anything. It was I, just I like, definitely I feel the same thing uh, from time to time. Uh, I think that there is like I don't I don't know what my formula would be, but I certainly have a sense of uh, all right. It it just seems like uh, that person who just experienced something that would have killed me should be okay now. <laughs> uh, which is like a weird like logic that you that you have, but that but it's it, it feels right. Yeah, and it's wholly arbitrary. Like, if you like somebody, you're going to have a lot more tolerance for them doing, like, silly stuff where they're, like, taking 15 minutes to set up, you know, a bunch of tables or whatever like that. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, Cole still won, and uh, I gave this whole thing a thumbs up. Yeah, this was, like... uh, a kind of uh, kind of unnecessary match or it's it's just more like you know like here's a bunch of people that are sort of mad at each other and just let them go and have a really entertaining match without there necessarily being any particular stakes to it yeah. so like yeah that's great that's a great opening match go for it yeah yeah i really i really enjoyed it i i think my favorite mo- through most of the match was kyle o'reilly because he was being really silly and and fun yes. and funny uh like he was grooving around i think when they came out and yeah. then he was doing like some kind of rubber legs thing he was he's he's like a funny guy he is funny man yeah yeah i'm into it um let's see then we had a promo with keith lee or mm. it was like an interview and Ricky's- it was like the rampage thing where you have uh, um, uh, Mark Henry in the middle of them, and they're just like talking at each other. Yeah, Ricky Starks and Hobbs interrupted, and I loved it. Ricky's such a superstar; the whole thing was so amazing. And then, you know, Keith Lee, you know, snapped back at him, and it was just a little quick quip. But I loved it, and I gave it a thumbs up. As yeah. did I. Yeah, it was good, and it was quick. Yeah. Uh, man, Ricky and Powerhouse are all over this uh, episode. Yeah, man. Because uh, they're the best. The best. The best. The best around. Yeah. Nothing's ever no. going to bring them down. For real. Except possibly uh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Octopi. Octopi. I mean, uh, Octopi are going to take us all down. Mm-hmm. Uh, bank on it. And I'm enraged frankly that you don't uh have the same feelings about it that i do because when when it all goes down um you're not going to be any help and i'm going to be the lone survivor in a red dawn type future trying to escape these octopuses while you're you've sold out to them me why would you what is that that based on you're part of this too now man oh come on (laughs) but why would selling out to them means we die uh, I don't uh, know if you uh, uh, know about the history of traitors, uh, <laughs> but uh, they, they rarely fare well. Only if the other side that they traded on. I, I, I took yes. treachery, uh, like history of treachery uh, 101 in junior college. Hold on. Did you do you, do you think a traitor is someone who trades? No, I was <laughs> just, just trying totally to come up different... with a word. Mm hmm. I was trying mm-hmm. to come up with a word. English doesn't make any fucking sense. I could say treachery. anything that makes sense. I think uh, treachery can be trading. 
Um, you can trade on your treachery. Well, you can, you can, I mean, treachery can be like trading secrets for money. Uh, well, that's espionage. That's a totally different thing. Hey, everybody adjust their glasses and let's get back to our notes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I'm not adjusting my glasses every moment that I'm awake? (laughs) Burn, sick burn. I am pushing them up the bridge of my nose (laughs) as we speak. All right. Anyways, um, I'm eating my jelly beans just so you know. Wow. Is Is that who's crunching today? Is that me? Oh, she she has the crunchy kind? No, yeah. but you might have heard me fishing around in the box. Yeah. Usually Teresa's like, what are you doing, Calder? Why are you sitting in a chair? And that, today I she's the one going, I only do that like, after the millionth time. <laughs> I just click-a-click-a-click-a-click. a spot-on impression. Thanks. Look, not that I would ever suggest anybody go back and listen to our old episodes. Don't. But... Uh, Teresa, if you went back to listen to our old episodes and heard the number of times that you bang on the microphone, oh, just I saying, know. you would drive yourself insane. Well, you can insane. point it out. I'm not going to do well, that no. because I'm not rude. Oh, please, well, I, you so are. <laughs> in, I mean, I really in, am. I don't even know what I'm saying. In Toastmasters, you would have like a thing where you ding a glass with a spoon every time somebody said, um, or ah, we should do that to each other. Oh, God, Ooh. no, no. Yeah, this show would be nothing other. but dings. Yeah. yeah. It would be all ding episode. Every Oops, episode would dings. be the all ding episode. Oops, all dings. All right, writing that down for the title of the show. <laughs> Oops, all yeah. dings. I was going to title it The Little Snake, um, but uh, it's now Oops, all dings. So after this Ricky Starks and Hobbs moment with Keith Lee, we had this interesting promo. It was just a video. It was of Chris Statlander. It's showing, you know, flashes of the match with Layla Hirsch and her defeat. And she, and then we see her and she's taking out her contacts and she's wiping off her makeup. And I'm very curious. Is she not going to be an alien anymore? I'm curious. She changed that. Out. That's who she is. I don't know. <laughs> That is a real good question, and it's something that I have kind of wondered for a long time. Is like, is there a point where you're like, now I'm just, you know, person, the wrestler. I'm no longer, uh, or you know, like, like Undertaker. It's hard he was to like maintain. Literally, he was literally a zombie, and then he was just like a biker who was just really big, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah, there, I I guess I'm for it. Yeah, I'm no, curious. I'm That's why I gave it a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I guess I I don't I, I it's hard to know how to thumb it because oh. I guess it was it was good it was good a good uh, segment but I am uncertain like what like what this is and whether I will like it or not. So it's oh, hard. To... Calder does not want to lose his beloved alien. Interesting. Oh, I, I like I like her as an alien. Uh, I like her booping and 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 uh, and uh, aliening around. I thought you said um, boobing at first, and I was like, was like "Dude, that. no, unacceptable!" All oh, right, booping—that makes more sense. Yeah, as you were. I mean, the, the boobing is is also welcome. Yeah, I guess. 
Uh, yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't like get, get into that. Uh, like, uh, whatever, whatever her choice is. Um, I guess I'll thumb it up. There we go. Okay. All right. Then we have the Danielson and Mox match versus Chuck and Utah from the best friends. Now, William Regal came out with Danielson and Mox, and he was on comments. And man, mm. that's awesome. He's really great on He's the comment desk. The best. He is the best. Regal was like, Who's that demon waif talking about Van <laughs> Housen? <laughs> that was that was something that like I really enjoyed was like there was something delightful about the concept of explaining Danhausen to William Regal. <laughs> I think like because he wouldn't like it would be it would be unfamiliar and like weird to him but I feel like he would be like well all right <laughs> I like I like I, he 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 feels like old school but open minded Yeah yeah exactly I mean wrestling's weird right Wrestling is weird Uh also yeah. if you haven't seen um oh I should put it in the show notes um there's uh uh a Regal did an interview. Oh my god! Um, I think it was on Talk Is Jericho. Unsure. I'll have to double yeah, check. Yeah, I think it was. But he just goes on about his medical problems and not like a, oh poor me, wait. But like here are the things that were was happening to my body as I was I like broke my neck in '93 and just never did anything about it. And you know, 25 years later, you know, um, I got it taken care of, and I've had this like scar around my heart that I've only been staving off because I do 200 Hindu squats a day. Just like mm. all this stuff. You're just like, what? Why aren't you dead? Seriously. It was insane. Reading about this man, like not knowing much about him personally, reading about this man and then reading about the shit he's put his body through and refuses to quit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, he would not even refusing to quit, refusing to even take the time off. No one was asking him to quit. No one wanted him to mm. do anything like that. He, it wasn't like uh, having to force him to do something. He just wouldn't take the time off that uh, to get a procedure that he would have to heal from. The fuck? And yeah, yeah that's real hard because like, uh, that, that's part of sort of like the professional wrestler mentality is like, you know, you just work through the pain and then of C- course that certainly. means that you start taking pills and stuff and then everything spirals down. But you know, like it's, it's hard when, you know, like you want to see them wrestle and if they do take a day off, then they're just not going to get booked and they may never come back because yeah. promoters are shitty. Um, and the fact that the, the environment these days for many wrestlers is so much better like i definitely would rather people take time off than Mm -hmm. have them you know like walk around with these injuries or god forbid wrestle with these injuries so yeah like it is terrifying to see that sort of thing and also i hope that you know everybody pays attention to this and goes like oh yeah we can't do this anymore yeah. yeah, like I, I, I like I hope specifically that his presence in the company like is a good, uh, a, like a good influence. Not that they are are bad about it, but that like having one more person around who had been through the the wars of it all, like would like show like show people and and convey to people that 
like they're they're not going to suffer from taking care of themselves. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, the guy's a total badass. Yeah, but but I I mean like all that all that being said, uh, he definitely should go to jail for taking thirty seconds too long, uh, uh, cutting that original promo. So (laughs) yeah, everybody still make a a big beef about that one. No, nobody made a big beef better on that. Nobody gave a crap because it's William Regal, but he just like goes on Twitter is like, I just want to apologize to everybody for going over my time. That's unprofessional of me, and you're like, son of a bitch, how did you? Managed to grow in my esteem because and, you already and he, was as high as you, I thought you could go. He added pictures of himself like flagellating, like uh, he, he was like <laughs> that like, was uh, weird. He, that was weird. I didn't need to see his naked butt. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm not butt, huh? not not against seeing butts. <laughs> Any hoots? Um, all right. So this match is really great, of course. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot faster than it ended up being, which was crazy to me. Um, there was so much time with Yuta and Danielson in this mm-hmm. match. And really, Yuta is a great pair with Danielson. They yeah. work very well together. They look so good together um, in this feud. And... Uh, yeah, so this whole thing was amazing. I, I was, again, shocked it lasted as long as it did. But, of course, then uh, Danielson does some more pummeling moves and Mox gets the pin. It was a true, like, tag team win, you know? <laughs> like, one guy <laughs> really could have done the pin, but he tagged his buddy in to make the pin. I like that kind of shit. You know, it's just... I don't know. It seems very uh, camaraderie, you know, friendly type stuff. Just yeah. making sure everyone gets enough hours on the job to qualify for full time <laughs> and benefits. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, it's kind of cool that like this team is, you know, like a super team. And often when you get that kind of arrangement, then, you know, they just go around squashing smaller wrestlers and that sort of thing. But like their deal seems to be like grinding and sort of like yeah. almost like, yeah, like they're saying like teaching uh, uh, people how to be professional wrestlers. So like, it was a good long match, and there was it was just like them punishing and you know taking shots and like it was like yeah, that's a real different dynamic that I dig. It was pretty great, and like because uh, yeah, the win is pretty much inevitable, right? It's oh, just yeah. when is it going to happen? That being said, I, Yuta did a great job staving it off for as long as he did, but oh, it was fantastic. Um, when the best friends, everybody was walking off on the ramp, Yuta broke away from the best friends, went into the yes. ring to shake hands yes. with William Regal. And I was like, oh, my yes. God, what's happening? Oh, my God, because he would be so good with these guys, right? Like, what if mm-hmm. they, he starts – what if they start a faction and Yuta's mm-hmm. all of a sudden with them? Oh, my God. Um, and uh, But Regal slaps him. Then he slaps him. And then, interesting, Yuta almost goes at him, but, mm. like, holds himself back. And one of the announce desks mentioned, like, hey, you know, one of the reasons, one of the things Regal said to Danielson and Mox is he wanted those guys to, you know, hit him in the head. So, you know, maybe 
Yuda should have done that or something. But anyways, Yuda walks away without hurting him. But I wonder, I wonder what the fuck's going to happen. Anyways, this whole thing gets a thumbs up. Oh yeah, my it God. was a, a very exciting uh, segment altogether for for Yuta, like uh, like being involved in that match and holding his own so well, and then like like ambiguously maybe joining up, uh, maybe not, but definitely being taken seriously that way. Yeah, I mean, this was what I was desperately hoping for the first time. Uh, Danielson popped into the ring with Mox, uh, you know, talking about like yeah. taking uh, young wrestlers under his wing and then to have Regal there and doing and the slap, like the number of times I, I keep saying yes, because mm-hmm. of my notes, they're just littered with yes, because <laughs> this is what I want to see. Yeah, uh, and yeah, him slapping him and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, he's going to join him. He's going to join him. And this is going to be amazing. So I, I, I wish you could uh, you could do like uh, an, a, a verbal version of the Jack Nicholson nodding gif uh, <laughs> like in a podcast, because I feel like that's what this calls for. Uh, fun fact, when my kid was two or three, um, I showed him that gif for some reason. It was up there and he, and he turns to me and goes, that man is powerful. <gasps> like, oh, my God. You know what? Yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't know what that means to you, but yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Dang, dude! Uh, it sounds like you got cucked by Jack Nicholson's likeness. It appears. Yeah. What is <laughs> the the dad version of being cucked? I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know quite what you would say because, uh, like, uh, there's a clear distinction there. But effectively, yeah, yeah you got you got subverted. Memes. Well, look, if he can uh, uh, get Jack Nicholson to sign papers to make. Nichols and his dad. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, who wants Jack Nicholson as a dad? Apparently my son. I don't know who else, but... Good luck, kid. (laughs) Anyway, reach out to us, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. (laughs) Jack Nicholson, fan of the show. Uh, He's always front row at a Lakers game and first to listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Shivani, he's with FTR. They're talking about there's no more Tully Blanchard with them. Then Young Bucks interrupt them, start to stir the pot. So this could be a possible feud, old feud slash new feud. I mean, it's not like it's the first time it's happened in AEW that FTR and the Bucks have locked horns, so to speak. Except that this time uh, FTR are the faces and the Young Bucks are the heels, which is How interesting is enough that I'm face? Because they fired their heel manager and because uh, um, there's... N- I mean, did you see that nose chain on Nick? Look, Are I'm you not, telling me that they're not the biggest heels in it? He I'm had a leprechaun shirt. I'm not saying a they're leprechaun not, shirt. I'm not talking about the Bucks. I was talking about FTR. No, I, I when, know I the I, Bucks are heels. I, when I guess I would say heel-ish. they're like the the uh, the FTR is not clearly like faces just because they've started to uh, like obsessively focus on family. I feel like. That that makes them almost more heelish in a way, as if they're talking about family a lot. Yeah. Just fuck your family. I mean, remember that one guy doesn't have one, right? (laughs) 
Because remember, it was like now it was like two years ago now or something. Uh, it was um, Cash, is it? The with the mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. He was like uh, Dax was saying, "I got a feel. I got kids at home. I got a wife at home. I, I'm a hard worker, whatever." And Cash would be like, "I don't have that, but I'm still a hard worker." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like. You know, so if they're going to be throwing that around, it's like, hey, be, you know, thoughtful of those around you. Pick a lane, buddy. Just like, mm-hmm. just don't throw your partner under the bus. <laughs> We're going to need human solidarity when the octopi come. Right. <laughs> no one has families now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like, I just assume they're all heels. But they're still like in competition, right? Okay. I, think I you mean, can when have heel, heel, heels, and face heels. When they go full face, the you'll I will refer back to this podcast, which I won't remember, uh, so you don't have to worry about it because I've already forgotten what I just said. Look, Cash would have to change his hair. Mm-hmm. Once we see these things, then we can talk about it. <laughs> Currently, they're all heels. Uh, but I middled it because it's not like uh, this would be a new storyline. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the Bucks and FTR have had many a storyline in the young life of this company. <laughs> uh, I feel you, but I did uh, thumb it up because I do uh-huh. like the idea of them uh, flipping and then having another feud. I I I I middled it also. I think it was maybe like one young bucks uh, dancing and strutting around away from from quite making the leap. <laughs> uh, we have an acclaimed promo. I absolutely love it. Mm. It's talking about Keith Lee. They call him Cleveland Junior, looking ass. I, I think that's a reference to the, the Cleveland show. Yes, <laughs> I died. I died. What the fuck? <laughs> I died. <laughs> and then Starks and Hobbs interrupt that, which He was... grabs his fingers. He grabs oh, his fingers before they can scissor. <laughs> oh my god. No, oh. I, I was like that's that that was tantamount to unmasking a luchador almost is like interrupting a hand picture like that. It was oh. hilarious. Uh loved Starks. And then Swerve interrupts them. Oh my goodness. And Starks has this like snarl face that's not exactly a snarl, but his like, I'm really upset and what the fuck face where it's all scrunched up is so funny and I love it so much. Huge thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. This was all exciting. And at first I thought like, oh, we are going to have a little like heel versus heel action with the acclaimed and uh, Starks and Hobbs. Uh, but then when Swerve came in, I'm like, oh, okay. So that's how we're doing this. I'm I'm for it, and it look. I also feel like there could be uh, some eight man action happening soon. I don't know, but I like. Sure, it. I, like I it. mean, we had right the Bucks and FTR. We've got then, you know, the acclaimed Starks, Hobbs, and Swerve. You know, this could be a whole big, huge, huge rumble. Mm-hmm. A royal rumble. Oh. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's uh, trademarked. 
Uh, maybe an Imperial Rumble. Ooh. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we had the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to think, but I have to say I I absolutely loved at the minute it actually started, and I heard what was being said. I was like, oh my, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> So they come out, they already have a neat look. They look very much together, like a unit, you know. And the song, you know, I've said, I think before, the, you know, Judas, it's like the seventh inning stretch at a base, ba- ba- baseball game. Oh my God. <laughs> at, a, <laughs> at a baseball game where, you know, it's played everywhere. Everyone sings it. Everyone gets to stand up and whatever. Um, so it's just like a fun little tradition. And so the first person to talk is one of the 2.0 guys. It's like, Hey, you know, you guys love this song. You guys, uh, like singing along. You like to sing along. Well, you got one man to thank for that. Cause if it were me, there'd be no sing alongs. That's just how much of a better man Jericho is. <laughs> okay. Okay. That accent is, is degrading to something that... that is absolutely not accurate. Whatever. So, Did I say most... I was accurate? No. Get out of here. Most Islak showed up and cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, the other t- of 2.0 is like, not only is his contributions to wrestling, but his contributions as a human being. We <laughs> give you the big one, you know, uh, Jericho. And he's wearing this purple jacket, and purple gloves and shoes. And he's saying, you know, you guys are living in the Chris Jericho era. It's amazing. Um, he did say some funny words like national pay-per-view, which I thought was funny. Um, but whatever, I just thought it was a funny phrase, national pay-per-view. <laughs> um, Not like one of those about, regional ones. Yeah. Well, he's talking uh, about everybody, all the, you know, everyone at AEW. And he's like, you know, they're nothing more than pro wrestlers. I <laughs> am a sports entertainer. Oh, God, <laughs> the heat. The heat. <laughs> and then Daniel Garcia's like, grabs a mic and he's like, you want, you're going to stand there and call yourself a sports entertainer? And you think, oh, he's going to do something. And then he's like, then I am too. Hello, my name is Daniel Garcia, and I am a sports entertainer. I was like, I fucking love everything about this. This is so ridiculous and so over the top. I fucking love it. That the Jericho Appreciation Society literally just comes out and cuts a promo of just kissing his ass. Oh my god, it's hysterical. Um, I love it so much. And then when Jericho was done, he was like, and that's entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing so hard. Also, anytime someone says entertainer and they are very like emphatic when they say it, I say to myself, entertainer. Mm. Which is appropriate wow. here. Wow. Entertainer. Entertainer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thumbs up. Yeah. I. Uh oh. Boy. Uh oh. 
what oh no 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 i i love this <laughs> i have that multiple times in my notes in all caps this is it's so wonderful because like jericho really has a knack for coming up with like great shirt slogans yes. you know like that's <laughs> entertainment but they only work as a heel. And yep. when he was trying to do it with the face thing, I was just like, oh, this is terrible. Please stop. But yeah. now that he's back, it's just like, yes, I want more of this. He fucking renamed mm. 2.0 Daddy Magic Matt Menard and Cool Hand Ang Angelo what? Parker. Are you serious? Did you miss where you, that? Where, where, where were that. you at? Daddy Magic. Oh, my God. That is so over the top and so wonderful. Well, it was it was also, it was a weird it was weird because he was like it, he was saying something about like we don't go by fake names here or something like that, right? Uh, which was uh, funny because like he like he gave he made them use their own names with nicknames, but he's still Chris Jericho. He's still Chris Irvine. You mean? Did he say he was Chris Irvine? No, 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 no. His that's name is saying. Chris Irvine, so I know, like that's my yes. point. He's yes. still Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh and it is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Daddy Magic is the best heel. It is it is the equivalent of that nose chain and leprechaun half shirt thing that Nick was wearing. It's yeah. just just grinds it in. He mentions a buddy of mine, Kevin, just like, oh yeah, by the way, my friend over there at WWE. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and I, yeah, I just want to say that it, uh, uh, the fact that it's called the Jericho Appreciation Society aside, not the biggest fan of that, but everything else about it, everything that I knew was coming because they were calling it that, uh, I, I'm just, I'm so happy to be able to give a thumbs up to a Jericho promo again. Cause it just, it just makes me happy, happy in my heart. Our true national nightmare is over, right? <laughs> International cause he's Canadian. So. Um, yeah 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 it was incredible because i wasn't sure what it was going to be and then what it ended up being was way better than i had imagined so (laughs) and it's so different from the inner circle obviously yeah which is great um to the point where uh when 2.0 like had the that white on the other the others kind of look like um, Jericho was like, hey, do you have any uh, white clothes? And, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Garcia was like, I, I got some khakis. And um, <laughs> Hager was like, uh, I don't know. I got like a beige shirt. I'm like, oh, we'll put those on. Like next week, we'll all wear white because I feel like uh, wearing white in professional wrestling is a heel move. And I want to see just all of them doing that. It, it looked dumb when the inner circle had like, you know, these black leather jackets on. Imagine how much dumber or slash awesomer mm. it will be when they're wearing all white outfits. White jeans. Oh, God. White <laughs> jeans. White or or even better, uh, not even a white shirt, but um, uh, a white jacket with no shirt. Yeah. I like, mean, oh. true Jericho style. Yeah. If they were to get really particular about exactly what shade of white, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay, so after this glorious episode, there was Serena Deeb. She cut this this fire ass promo, just <laughs> insane. It was, you know, all directed towards Sheeta, and it was one of the greatest promos I've ever seen. I loved it. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and just to like 
jump forward a little bit. I when uh, um, Red Velvet got her promo, I was like, okay, well, yeah, it was kind of lackluster, but maybe it's you know you want to build it up, like you start low, and then by the end, by the time you know the blow off matches, then you're fiery raging, you know, the entire time. Um, but honestly, like Deeb is just just here, and she's just cutting this just intense fiery promo and I'm like you know what if uh red velvet were doing that every week i would be so on board uh and you just you watch serena d to learn how it's done all yeah, of man. it all of it every bit of it every bit of being a professional wrestler she is like the equivalent of a uh brian uh brian danielson yeah you know, when, uh, um when uh regal saying like you know this is the perfect pro wrestler serena d Mm-hmm. I mean, might be the and, perfect and, female pro wrestler. And yeah. who's the the one that's like, and this guy is the perfect pile of trash. <laughs> I know, who's, right? That's a good question. We we <laughs> should figure out who that is. Oh my god! There used that to be was a wrestler hysterical. in TNA named ODB. Uh, and Did I answered. Uh, it was a female wrestler, uh, okay. and her th- whole thing was like she was like white well, trash. Dirty bitch. Uh, <laughs> I I'm not clear, not clear, but I maybe. guess. Women can be bastards too. Sure, I guess. I mean, that's what we've all been fighting for, isn't it? That's equity. I'm pretty sure equity. that, un, you know, children born out of wedlock, it was genderless. Bastard is genderless, right? Sure, I suppose. I you know what? Know. Why don't you guys put on your glasses and go correct me on that one for well, ten let's minutes? See what, uh, Hold on. Let's see what Ur- Urban, <laughs> dictionary Urban Dictionary says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't. Um, all right. So Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. Uh, oh, so nervous for this match. I know. I was nervous, <laughs> too, because I was like, I was so glad Scorpio Sky had the TNT belt. But there's a lot of heat on Wardlow. So, you know, what were they going to do? I was really worried. Um, it was a great match. Uh, I saw an ass boys sign, by the way, which, you <laughs> know, great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so there was a moment when you think, oh my God, wait a minute, is Scorpio Sky going to lose? Are they really going to do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those starts to powerbomb. But then Sean Spears, one of the guys from the top team, and MJF, they all like start taking Wardlow down. Um, but Wardlow rallies and fights them off. And then it's just MJF in the ring and Wardlow and Wardlow almost power bombs him. But uh yeah. But the others get in, um, you know, Dan Lambert gives MJF his big ring and it was a whole kerfuffle. There was some other stuff that happened. It was a kerfuffle, yeah. A kerfuffle, yeah. It was uh it it was uh it was a real kerfuffle is what it was. There was a lot uh, of people involved. It was really kind of messy to follow, but needless to say, due to interference, Scorpio mm-hmm. Sky was able to win. Totally fine. No problem. Yeah, I'm fine with, with that. I think that, like in this in this instance, it, that definitely works. Like in general, like I would like it like best if uh, if uh, 
Scorpio Sky is winning largely on his own merits, even as a yeah. heel. Sure. Um, but uh, given that they they want Wardlow to look good as well, that obviously that was probably the way it goes. You know, so long as you don't do that too often. Yeah. Yeah. My my dream, I guess, my fantasy booking was that uh, um, somehow um, Wardlow in a few weeks of never seeing MJF or any of uh, um, the Pinnacle. Uh, won the TNT belt and then MJF descends and takes the belt from him, you know, like the old contract thing they were talking about um, because of the way they set it up last week. I was like, okay, they were trying to misdirect us so that we're like, okay, the MJF thing is done. And then, you know, he just, then he comes back in a surprising way as opposed to like just next week, you know, he comes running in, but because of the way this was all timed out. So he won the ring and so he was gonna you know face scorpio sky immediately i definitely wanted scorpio to hold that belt for longer so yeah i'm I'm fine with with this whole thing and i trust them to handle the rest of the feud just fine but like let scorpio have it dude deserves it he will be a great champion he'll get a lot of great matches out of people um, yeah yeah and they could have they could have fucked that up you gotta let him have it for months at least right I yeah hope so. i would think so I gave it a thumbs up. Oh yeah. yeah, I did. I did too. I love. I did love MJF like ostentatiously whole, handing over like this huge wad of cash that I would swear was Canadian because it, the bills look so big. And they <laughs> like some sort of cartoon they, money. They didn't look green. <laughs> they colorful. But, yeah, we're about to see something that does look green, though. Oh my, Marvez. Jade and Mark Sterling. Uh, it was fantastic. I I mean, th- if these are never bad. These interviews slash promos are never bad. Jade and Mark Sterling are a match made in heaven. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Um, wondering why uh, uh, Mark started calling it the kiss of doom instead of the kiss of death. I'm like, did they get a cease and desist from somebody? Maybe. I don't know who, who came up with kiss of death. Was it Mario Puzo? Uh, um, uh, the, uh, the mid nineties, uh, uh, David Caruso, Nicholas Cage film, kiss of death. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Which I remember solely because of the one shot in the trailer where Nicholas Cage is, is, uh, uh, bench pressing a, a woman in a bikini. What? Like I never saw the movie. I just remember that shot from the trailer. Like that's weird. That is weird. Um, also, there was a line where uh, um, Mark is like, "We're going to give you the opportunity for the bell," and Jay's like, "Opportunity? You mean charity?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, she is really nailing it." Um, I'm so happy. Yeah, she's I, finding I, her stride. I wish that they had not just like because uh, Mark Sterling was chiding uh, Alex Marvez about not wearing green. And like, I wish that they had like, like actually done something to punish him, like for not wearing green, like, like uh, pinch him, yeah, like, <laughs> but like, uh, like pinch super kick, slash him. Super kick him, yeah, 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 one hundred percent behind that. Pour their drink over his head. That's a old school reference to early days hate dubs and the young bucks. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Okay. Next, did y'all film it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that's enough. Yeah. 
We have Private Party versus the Hardy Boys. Um, I love Private Private Party's entrance so much. I really do. It gets me hyped. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I love these guys. Um, Although I feel like they're overusing uh, the uh, guy with the shaved head and the beard because he shows up as security and he shows up as that guy uh, like a lot, and because he has a kind of a distinctive look, you're like, oh yeah. That's a guy from the the factory. Uh, well, he's that's in the I mean, factory. That's, I'm sure he is because he looks like a professional wrestler in training, and he shows up in all these little bit parts. So you know, as someone who does background acting and has been used uh, in, in different roles within the same production, uh, I cannot fault him for getting what he can. <laughs> does his car? Uh, speaking have- of which, speaking of which, sorry, I have to sidebar. Uh, Our Flag Means Death is an amazing show. Oh, yeah. You should absolutely watch it. It's on HBO Max. I haven't seen you yet. Um, uh, you I may have been distracted and missed you. Calder uh, um, is in there somewhere. Oh, I haven't seen you yet either. Not yeah, to say it, it, you aren't there, but we haven't really been to – you said you were in a village? Yes. We haven't been to a village yet. Yeah, we have. The, uh, no. the, pi- the pirate village. That wasn't a village. They that went into village. the – no. Oh, do you they mean like the a civilian bar. village? Were you, I guess were you I don't know a- if I would. It wasn't like uh, I get. I said uh, village. I, I guess I didn't mean like it was a, a place where families live. Uh, it was like a little town. Yeah, is, is this what it was wasn't like. a town. We haven't been to a town yet. I would argue that that is a pirate town. I don't remember them seeing anything other than the bar. Uh, they walk around a little bit earlier because um, uh, uh, Reese Darby is like uh, trying to sell this person, and they're like, "Oh, that's right." He, he thinks that's you're right. a prostitute. All right, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> oh man, this show is so great, you guys. Listen, we'll it. do a spinoff uh, podcast where we talk about On our top of our millions of other spinoffs, <laughs> and another one where we talk about where when Calder shows up uh, in <laughs> stuff that Calder has done. Yeah. Um. And if you're counting, I've hit my mic three times mm-hmm. to the, this episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, also, there was somebody with Juggalo makeup on. Yeah, did I noticed see that. that guy? I did I see did that not. guy. Uh, because that's a totally normal thing for me. Okay. Well, there's guy Juggalo makeup. And then when Jeff Hardy came out, I was like, oh, wait. When he had all this makeup on his face, and I just for a split second was like, is that why that guy was wearing Juggalo makeup? <laughs> is this like a nod to each other? Is Jeff doing some updated version of Juggalo? I don't know. <laughs> all I can all I can think of is that it takes a lot of commitment to be a Juggalo in San Antonio. That's what I that's what occurs to me. So I would think that there's a strong community. I would think as well, yeah. I don't know. It's so far away from the the Juggalo heartland. Where uh, is Texan Juggalos get at us? Like, what's your community like? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's such. You, it takes forever to drive outside of Texas. That like, you have to form a community right there where you stand. Oh, yeah, man, it's like being yeah. in prison. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think that's a good way of putting living in uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Sorry, it's Texas sad fans. because it's true. So. All right. This was great. I loved it. I love Private Party and their antics. I love Isaiah Cassidy and his screams. 
I love mm. Matt Hardy. It was really fun to see Jeff Hardy and things that he did. Uh, the comment desk kept saying like, well, all of, you know, how could they possibly win when everyone knows their moves? They're so famous. So they're just doing all their old moves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess they are doing all their old moves. I don't know their old moves. but Look, uh, anything a commentator can do to uh, make you believe for even a split second that the team that is going to uh, lose and lose badly might just possibly, maybe possibly pull off an upset. True. I'm fine with that. I'm fine true. with that. Because there was zero chance that anybody is going to beat the Hardy Boys in their debut match on AEW. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jeff's finishing move looks so scary. The Swanton Bomb. Oh, my God. That looks looks uh, devastating. All right, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) It looks like he's, like, asking God to break his fucking neck right where it will never heal. Um. Okay, yeah, I will, I will just I will rev up the old uh, uh, shit throwing machine here Ooh. and say that uh, um, first off, uh, we do need to. I keep saying that we need to do this, but we do need to watch some old Hardy Boys matches um, just to get a sense of what they were back in the heyday. Because I Mystery feel like those teens. say what mystery solving teens. Yes, yeah. that is exactly what they were. That meant Nancy Drew, who was. Uh, um, <laughs> lead out also in this a case. Mystery solving team. Um, yeah, they um, back in the day that Swanton bomb was a terrifying thing, and it looked like it was going to break his neck every time. And you know he was so good at it. You know he's managed to continue doing it for you know, a, as Jared was saying, like uh, 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 commentating on their matches in multiple decades. Because yeah, nineties, two thousands. 10s and now 20s they've been at this a long ass time um this swanton bomb i'm like are you hitting him with your hip now because he basically used to hit him hit uh the person on the ground with what looked like the back of his neck that's you know he didn't actually hit him with the back of his neck but that's what it looked like and now it i don't know if he screwed that up or if his thing is just like I, I just I just can't jump that far, so I'm just gonna hit you with my butt. A um, uh, good Jeff. It's one of those things where it's the same with Sting. Um, every time you're like Sting's gonna have a match, I'm like I don't want to see Sting. But every time he comes out and he goes so far above and beyond uh, that, like, all right, I have to give grudging respect. But every time I'm still gonna go back to. I don't want to see him wrestle because he's very old and God bless the Hardy boys. I love them. They used to be one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I still love uh, Matt Hardy, but they are wrestling a style that it's much harder to do in your late forties and going into, you know, your fifties almost and little things like, I I know, I know they're not going to be wearing mesh shirts anymore like they did in the 90s but that's just sort of a sign like only because wet seal doesn't exist anymore and they're the only ones that sold them (laughs) oh no (laughs) um and there's little things like um jeff hardy did this drop kick uh, um uh when the guy was like sitting upright on the ground and 
you know, the way you do it is, you know, you do the drop kick and then when you're, uh, you know, making contact air quotes, you clap your hands. So it kind of sounds like, Oh, there's like a cracking sound as you, as you smack into him. He like clapped his hands like a full second before that happens. He was just like in the air and you're like, what, what was that? Why are you clapping while you're jumping? That doesn't make any sense. And there's just like these little things that just like, what, I just practice. don't, I it's, don't want to see. It's relativity. <laughs> I, I don't want to see older wrestlers. I don't, I don't want to see people doing nostalgia tours. Um, you know, like every once in a while, uh, they had the Baron Von Raschke. I'm, I don't remember like months and months ago, maybe even longer. Um, do a thing where like, you know, he, he punched one of the wrestlers and the wrestler was like, ah, and Baron Von Raschke is like 80 or something like that. So clearly he's not actually hitting this guy hard enough to, you know, this professional wrestler hard enough to hurt, but like, okay, you want to do that one off. That's fine. You know, that's cute and nostalgic, but this like, just Jeff is not wrestling at the same speed he did before. It doesn't look as good. He's not doing something like at least Christian has altered his wrestling style because Christian wrestled the style very similar to the Hardy boys, you know, very much high flying and all sorts of, you know, like really well put your body on the line kind of moves. And he's adapted. He's adapted to, you know, like makes do something that makes sense for his age and his movement. And Jeff Hardy doesn't, and it doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great to watch. I, this match did what it was supposed to do. I don't want to see any more, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see some more. Maybe he's just out of practice and he'll get better. It could be. And you know what? Uh, again, like with Sting every time, I'm perfectly willing to eat my words and go, God damn it. I don't want to see the, I, I didn't want it, but I got it and it was amazing. And so I like, give him props. But honestly, I'd rather see a 62 year old Sting wrestle than a 44 year old Jeff. Hmm. That's some interesting math. Uh, at the end of this match, Andrade's the Andrade family office came out. Yay, AFO, I like that. Mm-hmm. Butch, Blade, and Bunny, they all had a different-ish look. I don't know if they're going for a different look necessarily, but I mean Blade changes it up pretty regularly, but Butch definitely has got a a real biker club vibe going oh, on. I'm for it. Really good. For it. I like it. Oh, Jesus. Never. Disappoint. I, 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 what I wish they would have done is to retain the Hardy in, in the Andra- Andrade Hardy family office. And then like, just like uh, obnoxiously exploit the Hardy name because they, they, te- <laughs> they technically can just continue <laughs> to use his name and likeness all over the like place. Real businesses. <laughs> uh, well, so the AFO came out and they were going to attack the Hardy Boys, but then Darby Allen and Sting came out and they both had a skateboard and a bat. So, like, there's a standoff. So, we'll probably see this um, with, like, you know, Darby Allen, Sting, and the Hardys versus the AFO. I think we're going to yeah. see it. That seems yeah. likely. Um, thumbs up. Middle. Mm. Yeah, I guess I, mean, I middle it. 
it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Like it was a nostalgia burst and everybody, you know, got to see them do their old stuff again. And so like, honestly, I should be giving it a thumbs up, but like, eh, this episode can take it. <laughs> it's already, it's already a magical episode. So like, yeah. Um, yeah. You I, just said I, matchable. Magical. Oh, okay. I didn't enunciate. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the matches that you get from the, uh, the grocery store, uh, deli case that have like, like little, uh, pins and, uh, and, and slams and stuff, uh, that you, uh, stack on top of crackers. What? Yeah. What? What do you mean what? Yeah, we mean exactly that. Here's the thing. When both of us say what, (laughs) then, then you gotta explain better. If, if one of us gets it, then like, okay, you're, you're off the hook, but. Lunchables. 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 Matchables. Matchables. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, don't you feel embarrassed? Nope. Not even a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't. Certainly Um, should. So then we have the Red Velvet interview, as we had mentioned earlier, but we're thumbing at this point. (laughs) Uh, It was with Shivani. It wasn't terrible, but it it was exciting and. I don't know. I just I middled it. I I middled it, and I feel bad because I also feel like I should up this because it did what it was supposed to do. Basically, you know, like hey, I'm going to have a match, and okay, great. But um, being able to compare it, you know, really soon after seeing Serena Deeb's uh, promo, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just yeah, yeah. I also you know. middled it. It was it was fine to me for sure. Um. Then, of course, we have the match of the night, the cage match with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. We're finally doing it. We're finally getting the match we've wanted to see for over a year now. Maybe it was exactly a year, but. It was indeed exactly a year. I didn't yeah. realize that that oh, yeah. uh, Lights Out match was a year ago, like in a yeah. day or something. That's crazy. Yeah, like, and that was like why that was part of why it made so much sense to me that they did the timing the way they did was that like this match would come at the exact same show that the uh, lights out match had happened last year. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, this match would have been better if they didn't have the match at Revolution. I understand why they did it because like if you just had one fe- uh, a women's match on the pay-per-view, then they would rightfully be called out for bullshit. Um, and they didn't really have anything else lined up that would have been as hot as this. Like if they managed to uh, pull the trigger on Sh- uh, Sheeta and Deeb, yeah. like that would have been worthwhile. But, you know, for whatever reason, I, I get it. It was, you know, it, it kind of happened, but uh, my own, the, my sole knock on this match uh, is that it would have had more impact if we didn't already have this, like, oh, she lost in a very normal who cares match. Like, there was no build to this huge blow off. And if they just cut that match out, then like, oh, my God, this is the this is the one. She's finally got her chance. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyways, um, it was fun. First of all, okay, Thunder Rosa <laughs> comes out in uh, there's a female mariachi band, which... I yeah. love mariachi, and uh, Disneyland had an all-female mariachi band uh, a little while ago. I think this was when Coco came out, and they would like just like walk around and play here and there. 
park and it was awesome it was really they were really really good like great trumpet players but um anyways uh they were great love it thunder rosa came out in an amazing costume she had a full face of makeup this time mm. uh, also she had 316 on her pants and now knowing the way in which some wrestlers not all but some wrestlers will showcase their like wardrobe from certain matches and sell that or just have it up on display oh. somewhere. I was like, oh my God, she's gonna win. Because uh-huh. she had 316 on the pants. And I'm like, that is like <laughs> to me, that was like a total Easter egg, you know? Nice. Very nice. interesting. And uh, it was if it I, was brought to my attention that uh, that uh, uh, Britt Baker was wearing a uh, Scott Hall uh, themed uh, uh, gear. Scott Hall. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Uh, Razor Ramon. He died uh, oh, right. this week. Yeah, because hers was black and white. Yeah, it was like that that black black white drippy like thing. Yeah, didn't even oh. occur to me, but yeah, that's that's real cool. Oh, wow. That's neat. I wonder if she had that already or if, like, had to have that specially made. I don't know. It seems like uh, wrestling outfit makers can work fast sometimes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I would make in uh, uh, a tasteless joke at the expense of Scott Hall at this point, but I'm not going to because, uh, yeah. Because uh, you're being recorded? <laughs> Just, when has that stopped me? When has that ever stopped me? Uh, Start the music. But. <laughs> the show has now begun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, okay. So that I was like, oh my God, tonight's the night. She's going to win. It's the cage match. There are no interfering parties. This is fun. Um, it was gnarly. I I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what to say about it. I could just sum up some small bits. Like, I loved how Thunder Rosa dragged Britt's bloody face across the chain links. Um, Britt kicks the ref, and they fall mm-hmm. out of the ring. And Thunder Rosa pins, the crowd counts. And I, I love moments like that when the crowd's like, so emphatic. Got so worried uh, and scared when that happened. They just keep counting. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> Aubrey came in, and so we finally have a ref in there. And then there's this. Brute makes this huge chair concoction. Good lord, man! That tower. Yeah. Now, I I watched enough wrestling at this point <laughs> to know that it could be one of two things. It could be she puts Santa Rosa through those chairs, but more likely she's going to be hoisted yeah. by her own petard. Ah, mm-hmm. such a lovely phrase. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in fact, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, my notes. It says bag attacks, and for a second, I almost read tacos, and I was like, "Wait a minute, tacos!" <laughs> I think that's wishful thinking. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be a hell of a match. Yeah, Britt Baker has spread out a bunch of tacos onto the ring. Uh, that's gonna really be un- unpleasant, I now guess, to fall on. Taco coupons out to everyone. It's a taco on a pole match. By God, <laughs> <laughs> humanity. 
Uh, so the bag uh, also, of thumbtacks. Oh, go but, ahead. Yeah, we we do refer to a bag of thumbtacks on the show as um, the little snake. Because it looks like a, a bag that has a little a, snake in it. A bag with a tiny snake in it, yeah. Like as, if Jake as, the as, Snake as, one day was like, all I could find was this gardener snake. Yes. <laughs> so That was oh, it, the it reference was, that we made many, many moons ago. Yeah. We were inspired by uh, Jericho coined it, did he not? Was it? That, I think that was why. Oh, I thought that was why like it was we on said commentary. It was he, he, he said that on commentary. Like it, right. it also could be a little snake. That's right. I fucking love oh, Jericho. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, he is. He's one of the best, man. Anywho, <laughs> uh, so one of the things about tax is I like to observe who's really getting hurt by these tax. How many mm-hmm. people? Here we have Aubrey Edwards, right? Going one, two, no. three. Her hand is all up in those tacks. <laughs> oh, she so, must have gotten hurt. Of course she did. Unless, and hear me out. Uh, the tacks aren't real. Do tacks hurt? Uh, yes, they do. They do, right? And in fact, like you, uh, if you talk to any wrestler who has done those thumbtack spots, it's just like, yes, they hurt. They hurt exactly as much as you think they would. But, you know, you've got adrenaline going and basically you're already hurting because you're being thrown into, you know, plywood over and over again. And so just like it's just like one more thing that hurts and you get over it because it doesn't actually damage that much. Then that means that Aubrey hurt the most. Probably. Yeah. Poor girl. Mm hmm. Trooper, nonetheless. Yeah. Trooper, nonetheless. So there was. She um, didn't even have to go in there. Some back and forths and everything, but um, Rosa powerbombs Brit into the tax, and that was game over. Mm-hmm. Rosa wins. Mm-hmm. She gets that big, beautiful belt. Oh, and yeah. And it's so mm-hmm. well-deserved, and it has been long enough. Mm-hmm. So glad. Oh yeah. yeah, it was so a, a a lovely moment. She was she was crying. Uh, she was hugging Dustin Rhodes. Uh, like it was a it was very lovely. It was really sweet. She worked her ass off. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, like it really like it'll be uh, like uh, she should have uh, like a really nice uh, uh, title run. How, like whatever happens. And like uh, Britt Baker, like I don't like maybe this the thing will be that she takes uh, time off or or doesn't. But either way, like uh, something refreshing, hopefully will will come of it for her so that she doesn't get overexposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. And, you know, think about it. A year ago, she wasn't signed to AEW. She did that incredible match a year ago and wasn't signed yet. Yeah. And yeah. So it's been less than a year. This woman has worked her ass off, been such a superstar on screen and off uh, that here we are a year later and she gets that belt. She doesn't get it. She earns it, but it's, it's amazing. Uh, I just read a tweet uh, a few days ago. Maybe uh, one of you sent it to me. I don't even remember, but it was talking about how, uh, um, uh, she got an offer to be a ref at WWE and turned it down because, you know, she thought like, no, I can do better than that. I can actually be a performer. I can be a professional wrestler and I can, you know, like, uh, um, 
be a huge star. And yeah. there you go. She busted her ass and she did it. And that's cool as hell. Yeah, man. It, it, it really like it's even more like amazing to think that like it's it's only it's it's not even been a year since she joined the the, the company but like had she been, had she gotten the the title victory then a year ago like I, who who would really have complained about that like like it would yeah. have made endless sense then if she had somehow been signed at that moment like like if that had been her first day it would have been like yeah course i just mm-hmm. saw that match yeah she won it <laughs> yeah yeah it's amazing i love her so much and she was really cool at the meet and greet at republic of lucha yeah which they are celebrating their one year anniversary this weekend oh yeah they're having this huge fucking extremely crazy match that includes the lucha brothers and uh uh, the, the top flight and a bunch of other people in their parking lot. Yeah. They're setting up a ring. How crazy. How awesome is that to be like inches away from the Lucha Brothers wrestling? From top Bell flight Bell. wrestling? Nice. Uh, Tanya like Valkyrie. Oh, tie it. Uh, tie could be cool. Yeah. I mean, like a bunch of people. There's a bunch of wrestlers that'll be there. Uh, if you want tickets, they're already sold out. Uh, but the meet and greet. Oh, so I, you're just taunting. Is, is that mm-hmm. Hey, you just have to sign up for their newsletter is what I'm saying. Just do it because it's great. It's mm-hmm. in Pasadena. And then uh, go the meet and greet, though. You can still get passes for the meet and greet. Yeah. Do that Sweet. because there's going to be a lot of people there and you're going to have a good time. That would be fun. Fuck yeah. And do it. Yeah. So what are we dealing with here? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I didn't even know. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, what did you thumb this match? Up. Up. I see. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Calder, what did you oh, thumb yeah, this match? So you know what? I, uh, I, 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 uh, hmm. Thank you for stalling. It's a 91% <laughs> show, <laughs> which is a must watch. Um, obviously. I mean, even if it was just. Just so that we could see uh, Thunder Rosa win the women's title, you know, whole thing. Good, great. All around. All around. Great. Oh, great yeah. Show. Yeah. A great episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And truly perfection because Thunder Rosa finally has a belt and she's deserved that belt for so for long. For a long time. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And whoever like comes after her will no doubt be somebody who also is richly deserving of the opportunity and has had to wait a while on it. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. This is yeah, we're at an interesting time now because they have two belts. So you know, like uh, um, where's that? Fr- I, I see a lot of fresh blood down around the um, uh, TBS belt, but like. Who is the next in line to challenge for that uh, women's title? And I like again, I love Britt Baker, but I think you're right, Calder. She does need to rest a little bit. She yeah. needs to rest the game. Uh, let someone else come in. But like, who is it? They they haven't really pushed any other women, which is kind of a problem. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, uh, like uh, Ruby Soho would generally and normally seem strong enough to go for it, though. Yeah, the, that's the thing too. Is that you forget who is on the roster sometimes? We have Ruby Soho, 
She could come Where's in. Where's Ruby Soho been? I don't know. She's been on Dark. Oh, okay. I see. We've got um, uh, who else? Well, you know, Sheeta, of course. Uh, and we've got Serena, who could come decide to go for the belt. Um, who else? At this point, like Serena is doing a thing kind of similar to the FTW belt, where like I don't, I don't give a crap if she doesn't have a belt. She, right. I, I, I'm getting to see her regularly on TV. I like that. And she's thing. over cool. as anything. So yeah. like, uh, yeah, like like she doesn't need the belt. I'd be happy to see see her with it, but uh, you know, like put it on someone who could use the rub. I uh, wonder if uh, Jade could tr- just try to go for two belts. Shit. Uh, I could absolutely see that happening in a year, maybe. Um, I think it's a little early to uh, pull that. But uh, honestly, when uh, uh, Becky Lynch did it uh, a couple years back, I was all for it. And that's why when you're talking about like, oh, I hate that um, uh, uh, Sammy's got two belts. I'm like, yeah, but no, Becky, I don't Becky like it belts. that he had two belts of the, it was, it was the, the exact same belt. Same belt. <laughs> I like people having multiple belts like Kenny Omega did. I think yeah, that's, that's great. True. I hate <clears throat> two of the exact same belt that never needed to be two belts in the first place. Yeah, they were yeah, only that. created because Cody was gone one week or some shit. <laughs> whatever fair enough i'm so thankful he lost okay okay i met mm-hmm. someone recently who may or may not be listening to this podcast right now and he's a very huge sammy Guevara fan and i apologize profusely because i have slandered him simply because I mean a lot of things Sammy does I would have no problem with if he was a heel but because he's super over he's very face at the moment he's just face so it's tough but um, you know I don't know anyways so I'm sorry I don't mean to say anything I he from what I've been told is a wonderful human being so well, there we are. Interesting if I true. Mean, he's he's growing into a, a better person, and I appreciate that. Um, but kind of like Jericho, like I, I appreciate his shtick as a heel and as a face. I just can't take it. I know. Nothing, I, there's nothing bad on him. Just, you know. I feel the same way. There's a lot of stuff I would never even bring up if he was a heel. Like, of course, a heel would have two of the same build. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like that would be glorious. But so it makes sense with uh Scorpio Sky giving it to Dan Lambert. Yeah. Oh, that was that was beauty. That was perfection. That was pretty great. Dan, you know, was Dan wearing it? Because that would yes. be even oh, best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was wearing it coming down and they're like, okay, Oh yeah. my god, that's such a heel <laughs> thing to do. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. All anyway, right. We sense. have we have wasted your time enough. Thank you yeah. very much for listening. Um, AE double back on Twitter, a underscore double back on Instagram and, uh, Chabella. Bye. Bye. Bye.